This week we have Dom Caruso and Brian Menard discussing Karen O, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross's version of Immigrant Song, originally by Led Zeppelin. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, it would help us out a bunch if you'd leave us a rating or review. And don't forget to check out Domcast, also available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else. Welcome back to Cover Stories, B-Sides. Today we've got uh, Dom. What's going on? And Brian. So This is your hat trick, right? This is your third. Back by popular demand. Oh, yeah, dude. Looking at all the comments. Everyone's leaving on your podcast. Yeah, man. Where's Brian? Where's Brian? Brian I want to hear him sing Donny Osmond again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We're not going to be talking about Donny Osmond or Mulan or any other Disney. Well, maybe Disney later. But uh, we will be talking today about uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and Karen O's cover of Immigrant Song, originally by Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, I feel like of all my friends, I can't have anybody else on to talk about Led Zeppelin than you, Dom. Thank you. Because I think Led Zeppelin, I think of you. Uh, what's your connection to Led Zeppelin? How, how did you get into them? That was like, that was the start of like getting into music for me. Cause before that I went to like very conservative, uh, private school. Yeah. So you, you just listen, like the hardest thing you're listening to is like POD, you know? <laughs> and like, you don't have you don't have much music to listen to. Like my dad didn't even play a lot of classic rock growing up. My mom, old school country, like uh, Willie Nelson, things like that. But then when it came to like middle school, seventh grade, I went to public school and I got into like rap and I was like, okay, this is cool. But I had a guitar, but no bands really to learn to like play from. Yeah. And then one Christmas, my dad gave me the early days, later days, like compilation. And that changed it all. Like I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest band ever. So eighth grade, freshman year, while like people were listening to like Blink-182 and whatever emo stuff, I was balls deep in like everything Zeppelin was doing. And that that early days, later days, I learned on guitar. I, I remember at one point, I can't anymore, but I could play track one through what 12 or whatever on the early days album. And I believe the first track on that album was an immigrant song. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was the very first one. And it was super easy, just two notes. Doon, 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 yeah. doon, 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 doon. And it was just some it was so heavy and I couldn't wrap my head around my dad would always be like, Yeah, these three musicians, you would never consider Robert Planet part of the band. I was just <laughs> older. I was like, Yeah, his voice is, you know, an instrument and whatnot. And he goes, Yeah, but really it's those three guys putting out that much sound. And it blew my mind and that's what kind of just made me a fanboy. Started reading like all the biographies from like Hammer of the Gods. Oh, yeah. That was written by like their tour manager to every little documentary, bootleg live show. It all, man. That's all. dope. That's really cool. Uh, what about you, Brian? I, my parents raised me on Zeppelin, dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have almost the... I was almost too narrow of a thing. I was always listening to Zeppelin and like ACDC. Oh, yeah. And then I got to high school, and I found out what Mars Volta was, and that was, like, the thing that blew up for me. Uh, but, yeah, before that, it was all just, like, 99.5 Kiss. and Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we can... Well, we don't want to talk about 99.5 Kiss right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Are just, we plugging <laughs> them on this podcast? What about you, Zach? Uh, I got into Zeppelin mostly, like, in high school. I had a friend who was in a guitar class with me. and Oh, cool. He was kind of obsessed with them, like, Queen, and just a lot of... Classic rock, I guess. Yeah, that kind of opened the doors for all my classic rock. Yeah. 
So you kind of got into Zeppelin the same time as I did. Yeah, just about. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I don't know. I've always been a big Trent Reznor fan, so it's a good yeah. mix for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked the last episode about Trent Reznor a lot. Um, we'll, we'll get into that the cover a little bit. I think the first time I remember hearing Immigrant Song was an escape video. That's and very possible. It was either an Osiris video or a blind video, but I remember it, and I could just be like, Mandela affecting this and maybe this didn't actually happen but it was like a, this dude did a 20 stare and it, like he, it's the song starts and he's like pedaling like he's like just kicking as fast as he can he's just going through you don't know what he's going to do and then at the last minute right when it goes into like the the verse or right after the verse into the chorus he like does his 20 foot stare or 20 stare and that's just fucking nuts dude but I remember one of my friends because it was like a group of friends you know when you get the videos back in the day oh yeah you order your shoes and you order the video oh you yeah. get all your friends into like one of the, like your friend's house and or the garage or whatever we're all watching it and one of our friends was like oh this is that band of dwarves and I had like no idea it was Led Zeppelin but I was like looking up Kazaa like for this dwarf oh, song Kazaa and then, like, I think, I think my dad was the one like who informed me, like, no, that's Led Zeppelin, you nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, it, it's uh, it's an interesting cover. Um, it's 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 a different. I feel like it's a different type of Zeppelin song. It is, and I had this weird thing where I believe there's like certain bands you should never cover. Oh yeah, and like Zeppelin's definitely one of them. I always feel like it's very rare, like someone could cover a Zeppelin song and do it justice. This was interesting because yeah. they still did it very Nine Inch Nails style, very, but it's very sexual. And that's yeah. like Zeppelin's very sexual band too. You know, they would have these weird breaks where you can just hear Robert Plant. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's the basis of rock and roll. You're rocking yeah. and rolling. You're fucking, you know, rolling around. <laughs> and uh, I think that was the per like Trent Reznor's perfect on that. The way the music is, it's perfect. It's clubby. Yeah. You know, it's, that that drum the entire time and it just keeps the pace going because the song itself is almost like a train just yeah. a high speed train yeah. you can almost picture like smoke billowing out of like the front of it and just you know you're on a ride it takes you through a ride on that one yeah and it's funny you say that about the that you know the the, the beat of the song itself because when I hum this song, I always end up humming a Rob Zombie song after it. Dragula or whatever. Thunderkiss, I think. Fucking ridiculous. That's what it reminds me of. I think that the bass line is so funny because this came out in 72, I believe, was when it was written. And it sounds almost like a new metal song. Like 25 years later, who didn't thought that like all the songs were going to sound like the fucking immigrant song? Yeah, it was pretty much metal back then yeah i mean you had black sabbath you had, it was something so much heavier I mean, they were coming out of the yard birds and yeah the beatles i mean who else was really you had the stones that were bad boys but yeah. you didn't have this kind of mystery there was a mystery to zeppelin didn't do a lot of press yeah well i mean you, we talk a lot about you know their their blues influence and just doesn't sound like a blues influence song you know i mean you got the the, the, the basic baseline itself but I mean, it, it it definitely sounds ahead of its time. Oh, definitely for the, it, you know for that time especially. I mean, um, from what I was reading, they were on tour. They were invited to play in Iceland, the capital of Iceland. That I can't say the name of. I don't know how, Reykjavik or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had the song, the music written, and then Robert Plant wrote the lyrics while in Iceland. And it's so funny because now it's synonymous with Iceland because you know it talks about like. 
Norse gods and it's in Thor now. And that's where I think a lot of people. I yeah. am coming. What did you think about the use of it in Thor? I thought that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Real. 100%. Yeah. Like a little. Somehow like Zeppelin is like still like it's the music is good, but it's more relevant than it should be. And I, I kind of <laughs> have a feeling that it's because they don't commercialize it and it's not in Best Buy commercials and it's not in a lot of movies. Yeah. But it was really cool to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I've never seen Thor, but I can imagine it's dope. Oh, Thor 3, man, specifically. Watch that one. It's it's dope. It's, and it's like the perfect timing for that song. Yeah. Because it's in the trailer. And it's very rare that they give their rights out mm-hmm. to be in songs. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's funny you say that because I was reading and apparently uh, with School of Rock, they wanted to use it and they Zeppelin turned down Richard Linklater, the director, and Jack Black begged Zeppelin to use it. I think I heard that. And he actually, like, they, they filmed a, him in a crowd and they were, like, begging Led Zeppelin to let them use it. And they, they let him use it for that. And that was super rare. But it was also in, like, a Shrek movie. Like, Snow White was singing. <laughs> it was kind of weird. That's weird. And I do remember Godzilla was the first time, I think. Cashmere. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was, like, the first time <laughs> that there had to been big money in it because. Jimmy Page would never let people use his music. He performed ever. on it. He performed on it. I remember him yeah. like swinging all old while Godzilla's <laughs> walking through buildings. I'm pretty sure after that he like wanted to blow his brains out. I was like, I'm never doing this again. But uh, you that know, ruled for me when I was nine. Fuck yeah, dude! I was into that. That Godzilla movie ruled. Oh yeah. Do you think the guys in Led Zeppelin play Magic the Gathering? They have to, right? No, I think it's all based off their lives. Oh, okay. So I think they just, just sit there and read The Hobbit over and over again. There's a lot of lore to Zeppelin, and that's what I believe. Like, I, I know, I know they're Jimmy Page is super into Aleister Crowley. Yeah. owns almost all of his houses, most all yeah. of Crowley's, Crowley's like possessions. He was like known for doing like weird tantric sex with like twelve year olds. Yeah, and all this mystery since they didn't like to do interviews, these stories would get out of hand. And who knows, man? I I don't know half the stories are true, half the stories are false. He definitely I, kidnapped a sixteen year old. He like, did, yeah, Crowley. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, Jimmy Page. Yeah. What? And like they would have these like 12 hour long tantric sex sessions. Yeah. This is it, dude. You're the Hannibal Burris that's taking down the Jimmy Page. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's common knowledge, man. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. They, and they were also known for, because they had a bone. They bought, I believe, Elvis's old Boeing. And that's what they used to tour in when they got oh, yeah. to America. <laughs> and they would pick up groupies, let's say, in fucking Portland and fly to New York, play a show, and then just drop them off in New York. <laughs> and these girls have, like, you know, no money for a pay phone. They're on the <laughs> other They went from the West Coast to the East Coast, and they were known for that. It was like, if you get on Zeppelin's bus, you don't know where you're going to end up. Was it, was it Zeppelin, or was it another band that, like, they were on, like, a hotel boat, and they caught this mud shark? And, oh, they, and they shoved it up? They shoved it, like, they, they basically fucked a girl with this mud yeah. shark. And also with that. Was that Zeppelin? Or was yeah, it, it was, it was Zeppelin. Zeppelin. That's so fucking and I, it's off, it was. I can't remember. It was a popular hotel, too. Yeah. I can't remember. And I, I believe it was like in the Fairmont. They had an octopus, and they were like letting the octopus do all this to this chick. Pre-Japanese <laughs> weirdness. <laughs> Pre-Hentai weirdness, they were doing that. So they were definitely revolutionaries. Well, I feel like Zeppelin was big in Japan, so. <laughs> I'm sure they were. Huge. <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, let's talk about the cover. Um, you've got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross coming off of uh, their Oscar win for the Social Network, and they do the soundtrack for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and they invite Karen O to sing. 
And I feel like Karen O is like the perfect person to sing this song. Uh, she, I love DIS first album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And like you were talking about Jimmy Page and it being real sexual. I mean, she's like the perfect person to, mm-hmm. to really embody that. Uh, how, what do you think of the cover? I personally liked it. I wasn't mad. I wasn't yeah. mad. I didn't <laughs> like these fucks covered this. <laughs> they, they, I think because of the whole energy of Zeppelin, they captured it. It's mysterious. It sounds like it'd be going on in a dark, dark, dark like nightclub and whatnot. And yeah, it's very Matrixy. Very. <laughs> there you go. That's the way you do it. Yeah. What about you guys? I liked it. I was surprised how. Oh yeah. Like right away, I was like, "Oh, they fucking caught it." Yeah. Like, how did they do this? It. Trent Reznor is just so talented. It's not fair how talented that yeah. guy is. Like, I didn't like his music as a, as a kid. Didn't like it at all. And then, like, 30 years later, I'm like, oh, this is, like, really good stuff. And yeah. he's been doing it really well this entire time, and no one else can touch him. Like, it's crazy. Man. We talked we talk a little about this on the last episode with my brother, and that, like, we were scared of Nine Inch Nails when we were kids. <laughs> like It was very uh, dark. Yeah, like, closer and, like... The lyrics were a little more in your face. They yeah. weren't, like veiled like analogies it was like yeah dude, yeah fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like an animal yeah <laughs> um and yeah i feel the exact same way you feel because i felt like in the last maybe 10 years or so i've really looked back and and i've uh I, i've dug through and and i mean there's so many songs like only is fucking amazing um i love uh i mean the first one i remember really getting into and it was like on trl was uh you and me are in just together like I, I just uh, everything, the whole production is just so good, and and I love this version of the song. Um, it it combines two as two two musicians who I really love, you know, Trent Reznor and 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 Karen O. Um, it, it you've got that industrial sound. It does sound very like Trent Reznor, um, but Karen O really brings a lot to it too. And I don't think yeah. I I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have on this song. Yeah, I think with that little like the little. <laughs> like in the back those are just like and and the way they use the feedback in the beginning yeah like in th- i believe it was track one on zeppelin three is immigrant song but they always use it to open up their shows and like on the recording you hear that little it's a feedback coming in but they don't cut it out which is dope and it kind of sucks you straight into the original yeah and then when they play it live i remember i had every every zeppelin live dvd you could think of and that was always it. And they would have the feedback in Madison Square Garden or something. If it wasn't rock and roll, it was, you know, immigrant song. Yeah. Where they get that feedback and that... And then lights and that... Yeah. People are losing their minds. Yeah. Losing their minds. Chicks are showing their titties. It's a party. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, those old concert DVDs are fucking amazing. Oh, like yeah. The 70s concerts, dude, they just like, they did it different. Oh, and they were like yeah. headbanging in a different way. And it was just... Uh, uh, like footage from the Woodstock, it was next yeah. level. People naked, playing yeah. with sheep's in the mud, and, <laughs> you know, not even worried about that it. That is crazy. No, I don't think people realize how crazy life is. Like in general, like <laughs> you think, like we're all Americans, we're all normal or whatever. But no, dude, we're all fucking wild. Yeah, we're all wild. Yeah, they were doing that before the internet and all this. And they didn't have Burning Man. <laughs> and guess what? No, there was no like fights. No one like burned shit down. There's no Rust Fest either. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Silicon <laughs> Valley. <laughs> shit. Silicon Valley, RIP. Do you watch Silicon Valley? I watched first season. Oh, you got to watch the whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, I couldn't get past first season. It, it gets even better, I think. Oh, well. I mean, 
Don't force it on the guy. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I'll, saying. I'll try it. <laughs> if even better means it's a yeah. five out of ten, then I'll try it. So I don't know. It was like a three out of ten. I don't know. There's the one guy on there. I'm just not a big fan of his stand up. I'm not a big fan of his uh, middle ditch. Uh, the guy with the he had the head injury and uh, all that. TJ yeah. Miller. TJ oh, Miller. Miller. Yeah. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Middle ditch is hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah. Rough, yeah. Um, I just couldn't do TJ Miller. I guess. Yeah. I, just yeah. Can't, I don't they like his stand up in the last he, couple seasons. Yeah, he's he's gone in last. Good. Well, not really. So you're out of a job. Do something. Um, but, uh, it's funny because we, I like in one of the things we want to kind of accomplish with this, this, these B-side episodes is to talk about like how they're different and what they bring to the table and how they kind of make it their own with the cover. The cover sounds like what I imagine a snuff film looks like. Like it just sounds like, I mean, what's dragon, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I don't know if you guys have seen it is essentially about a murder, um, a serial murderer, um, and the original just sounds like fucking going to Sauron or fighting Sauron. Like, it sounds like medieval. I mean, that's why it's so perfect for Thor. Like, it's just so medieval and, like, it sounds like you're going on a fucking adventure with yeah. with swords in your back and stuff. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because they're not very different. But, like, with the, the, the basic setup of the song and the way they do it, I mean, obviously the, the tracks on the cover are their digital tra- drums, right? They sound like they it. sound digital. They sound, yeah. I Dude. mean, they could just be like really, really tight, yeah, drums that they just track all the way through because of a metronome. But, but other than that, and Karen, o, Karen O's voice, I mean, the I bass, her voice though, yeah, I think she did a hell of a oh, job. For sure, mm-hmm. I don't think it's completely different. Yeah, she definitely pronunciated right. Yeah, um. But the basic core of the song is the same. It just sounds so... And I guess that's a, an aspect of, of Trent Reznor, what he brings to the table, which is a lot of his music sounds like snuff film. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just so interesting to see like how, how similar the songs are and it get how they make you feel differently. And I think that's one thing that's underrated about a lot of covers because you can hear a cover that's almost exactly like 100, almost a, like almost 100% just like the original, but it makes you feel different about it. Yeah, and I, I I really really love this cover because it 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 definitely it makes me feel like kind of it gives me a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, and I think that's the point of it, especially for the movie. And they made it so quick. I mean, yeah. no, I know the original, but I would think he would have drawn it out a little longer, but he didn't. Yeah, that's another thing. I didn't realize the original song was like not very long. It's, yeah, it's it about three minutes. Like, it was just a straight up opener. Yeah, straight to your face. Boom, boom, boom. And I love the way that like. Zeppelin always arranged music was so let's start with a verse. Let's go into a chorus. Let's not even have a second verse. Here's a bridge. Here's an outro. Like they would always use something so different. And that influence I could see in nine inch nail songs. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. They do a lot of weird arrangements and um, just the mass influence. I feel like Robert Plant's voice has had on singers too. Uh-huh. Um, but that was the weird one. The thing was the drums. Cause you want Bonham. You yeah. used to Bonham. Used to the big loud, but this was more clubby and cool and like very matrix matrixy, like yeah. you were saying. Like I could listen to that song and play like laser tag. Like I need dry <laughs> ice. That's like the perfect lighting. Just work. I do love that it's become kind of synonymous with Iceland. I mean, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo takes place in Iceland. Thor, they end up in Iceland after that movie. And it's funny because like Zeppelin was never really like serious. Or like they were always they weren't really considered like a funny band. They'd be like, we come from the land yeah. of the ice and snow. I think people would thought they would be like a joke, but they took it so serious. Yeah. It was like, there was not enough press to be like, 
so where'd you really come from? You know, like, <laughs> what does Led Zeppelin mean? They're, even the name is a joke, but yeah. they, people took everything so everything they did so seriously um, that I think that's where all, a lot of the mystery comes from. Is is it true that the name comes from uh, from the Who telling uh, Bonham that they were gonna sink like a Led Zeppelin? Yeah, hundred percent. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so they were like, um, like names don't matter. Look at the Beatles. They just called the Beatles. He's like. He's like, well, what do you think about this band? And he goes, well, I think it's gonna. I, it, I don't, I don't know if it was someone from the Who, but it may have been someone from the management from the Who, something like that, because they did tour for a while. Yeah. Keith Moon and uh, John Bonham were really good friends, and then yeah, he said it's gonna fail like a Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and uh, I think yeah. it might have been Keith Moon that said that. That's that's what the story that I heard. I didn't know if it was true or not. Yeah, that. Him, and that was one of the only musicians that Zeppelin ever led on stage was Keith Moon. So John Bonham could take breaks, and then John Bonham and they would join during that short time Keith Moon was alive. Uh, the Who when they played. It's it's funny about like they're they had like a friendly rivalry, but I remember reading and like watching things about both of them, and that the Who were like the band for the jocks. And all the nerds loved Led Zeppelin because they were really into like druids and like yeah the wizardry all, all the wizard shit yeah yeah they definitely talk a lot of Tolkien yeah yeah era. it's just so funny that like now I mean Zeppelin is so testosterone based that like that whole separation between them is non-existent now yeah I think it'd be very hard just to get a lot of kids into like over the hills and far away and like yeah. evermore and like those are like my favorite ones so yeah oh over the hills and far yeah. away by far is top notch um you're talking about Led zeppelin covers uh jane's addiction did whole lot of love i heard this like live version and i i think dave navarro is an underrated guitar player he's a great guitar player yeah i i think uh, that I what he did with that song was a lot of fun I felt like he definitely fit in perfectly with it. On a side note, too, One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that one album that Dave Navarro was on there with, is completely underappreciated. It's way better than people say it is. I will say that. I, I cannot stand with that album. And I'm happy John Frusciante is joining the oh, band yeah. again. That yeah. is dope. But I'm, all, I'm, I'm a huge John Frusciante fan, so all the shit they wrote with John Frusciante, I love everything they did with that. I'm not a big fan. I, I like his solo stuff. I do, too. I have almost yeah. every solo Frusciante album. There was a, was it Ronnie Mullen? Did a skate video to one of his. Uh, he had like it's really memorable um, shoot, and it was to one of Frusciante's. Possibly, but when you're talking about skate videos, that did open up like a door to a lot yeah. of the songs. Oh yeah, I remember like Renegade. I think Chris Cole or Jamie Thomas did it like on a can't remember that skateboard label, but I just remember him like skating to like Oh Mama I'm <laughs> I was like, what is this? Is it a flip video? Maybe something. The one the zero? Zero? That that makes that yeah, yeah. With that, the skull and the, the crosses. Chris Cole, I think, was zero. Yeah. yeah. And that's when we're hearing that song and be like, this song rips. Or whatever the, <laughs> what the kids say it slaps, dude. And then I remember being H E B with my mom and hearing it and be like, Okay, mm -hmm. that's a little weird. First time I heard it was in Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, great movie. Oh, so I hate Adam Sandler, but Billy Madison's great. Waterboy's great. I want to see Uncut Gems. Yeah, related, it looks amazing. It looks cool. Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to make that a bad movie or something? It's supposed, supposed to be great. I don't know. Yeah. Supposed to be so like. I know the whole synopsis of They say he might get an Oscar for it. I just, okay. Maybe I'm like reading The Onion or something. But like he went, <laughs> he went out to purposely make a bad movie. I don't know. I think that's every great. other movie. Yeah. I feel like he's, I think he said that. It's a joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, he's classically trained. He went to, I think he went to Juilliard for acting. Hmm. Which blows my mind, but 
I mean, he he shows it. If you've seen Punch Drunk Love, he's really good in that. Um, but uh, but yeah, unrelated. Yeah, really. <laughs> he does play guitar. He does play guitar. <laughs> Um, so, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about, you know, as far as the either song, either version of the song? Uh, I definitely want to like listen to some more. This is getting me like wanting to listen to more Nine Inch Nails and everything, yeah. which is pretty cool. So that was awesome. Uh, but my love for Zeppelin will never die. And I'm always iffy when people try to cover anything, but I will give a kudos. I give this one, I'll give it 10 out of 10 because they, they stuck to it. They didn't make it too long. They made it just right. The only weird thing to me was the drums, but. The drums are cool, so yeah. nine inch nails makes sense. And yeah. What are some some bad Zeppelin covers you've heard? Oh god. I don't even know who did it, but it was when the levy breaks it used to play this job I had and they would play over and over. It was not good. They made it like mom rock, right? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, This is not how up. this song is supposed to go. Um I've just heard bands try to cover it. It's don't ever try to cover Stairway to Heaven. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh there was a perfect circle did okay. A cover and I did like it, but it was also just too much, too jam banny and oh yeah, kind of floated away from. I was it. gonna say Tool did a No Quarter, yeah, Tool cover. did New No That's Quarter, good. which definitely is up Tool's Avenue, yeah. for sure. That's good. They, they did a pretty good rendition of it. Yeah, it's got to be these kind of. It's got to be someone like Maynard, someone like Trent Reznor. Yeah, they they can really capture that. But yeah, I don't know. I've been listening to that new band. They sound just like them, those kids. Greta Van Fleet? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I love it. And my dad's <laughs> like, yeah, you love it because it sounds like Zeppelin. It's like every song's a Zeppelin cover. So I kind of want to see what those kids are going to do when they kind of get away from that whole sounding just like Zeppelin. But, you know. I mean, Wolf Mother kind of did that too. Yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Wolf Mother, cool riffs. There's so much though that what I respect about Zeppelin was how every album was essentially different that's something i feel goes kind of unappreciated about them is the fact that like yeah they they it when a lot of bands do that now they have a tendency to lose a lot of their fan base because they're doing something that their fan base didn't sign up for yeah and i get i don't know maybe if it was different if it'd be different if they were popular if they were like a, a coming up now versus back then i wonder be completely um, different yeah it's not possible because I feel like people get tired of things so quickly that they want new stuff, but they also want more of the same new st- yeah. new stuff that's more of the same. Like I want that. Travis Scott, and I would want the same kind of beat, and I want yeah. the same kind, but I want him to say different words. Yeah, yeah. Like sipping purple instead <laughs> of my girls in purple or whatever the hell he does. Um, but yeah, I, I, it it it's interesting because I know you're talking about the the first Zeppelin is very blues Rudy, and then second one's a little bit more um, like I don't want to say softer, but it's uh, it was all written on the road. And, recording different studios around the world so it was a little I've didn't always, have a lot of time i feel like i've always thought of the second one as the first one yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's not all covers which is cool then what the third one's a little bit more folkier then four's got everything third you want on it then is the third one the one with a cool cover where you can like spin that wheel and uh, those little bubbles that is, is physical griff no the third one does have uh yeah, you're right. The third one does have that, and then Physical Graffiti has one of the similar things With where you them. pull it out and yeah, and it's like pictures of them in drag. Which oh, really? More, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever pulled it out. I just like the fact oh. that it's got holes in it with the with the windows. You're and gonna want to pull out the second you see it. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me. My dad has a bunch of old records, and I actually bought him Physical Graffiti for Christmas. But he has like the the Rolling Stones with the zipper. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> That's a great album, too. I feel like they don't do that anymore. The album art needs to become a thing again, even if it's just for singles. Yeah, definitely. 
And that's what I think it, people are trying to sell vinyls. Bands yeah. make more money off of it. Like that was part of the whole deal. But now it's all just one song, one single, yeah. and then like 11 filler tracks. And It's ironic because I feel like, from what I've heard, it's cheaper to make vinyl than it is to make CDs. And it's just they're able to sell it more because of the aesthetic of it. I imagine. They yeah. just don't travel well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's what sucks. Um, what about you guys? Any other final thoughts about either song? No. I only heard it once. <laughs> I was just here, and y'all were like, y'all want to come sit down? I was like, well, I'm glad. I missed you, man. It's I feel cool like you contributed around. a lot. I feel like we couldn't have done okay. this without you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yes. I want to say thank y'all for having me. Oh, if, yeah. it if it wasn't for any of y'all, I would never even have my podcast or do any of this. So yeah. thank you, Sticker Fridge. Don't forget to plug that. <laughs> yeah, your show. <laughs> yeah. I got a podcast called Domcast. Go look it up, whatever. And if like not, whatever. Everyone listening to this probably already knows about it. But if they don't, check out Domcast. What are you at, like 80, 90 episodes already? Yeah, 89, 89, 90, something about there. I've recorded over 100, but, you know, only the cream of the crop make it. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, we talk about a bunch of fun stuff. Anal, your mom, the Jews. It's cool. <laughs> so That being said, uh, thank you, Dom, for being on. Thank you, Brian, yes. for being on. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming on, uh, talking some Zeppelin and, and Karen O and Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, of course.